Episode 1 of Disney's latest series, Moon Knight, is out now, and I've got my thoughts right here. This review is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Go to athleticgreens.com slash Dan, D-A-N, for a special offer. And make sure to stay tuned to the end of this review for more information. Athletic Greens, your ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my thoughts on the first episode of Moon Knight. Now, full disclosure, I have seen a few episodes ahead, but I'm not going to reference anything in the coming weeks other than perhaps a helpful nudge one way or the other if I think something uh, is important. I'm only going to be covering this first episode of the show. Having said that, if you haven't seen Moon Knight Episode 1, then you should maybe go watch that episode, come back, and we can talk about it. I'm not going to really spoil anything like Yes, I am, because I want to talk about specific things, but I really do think you're going to appreciate my thoughts if you've already watched that first episode. The first episode of Moon Knight is directed by Mohamed Diab. This is the first I've seen of his work, but I'm really, really impressed by what I've seen so far. It's written by Jeremy Slater. He also created this series, as well as The Umbrella Academy over on Netflix. And I have to say, first and foremost, that this is the most filmic that any Marvel TV show has looked thus far. It doesn't look shot on a green screen or on small, constructed sets. You can tell that a lot of this show was shot on location, which is more expensive, but honestly, I would happily sacrifice an episode or two of future Marvel live-action shows if you could get them all up to this production quality, and to be quite honest, most of them could use one or two fewer episodes anyway. A lot of credit, I think, has to go to the director of photography, Gregory Middleton. He is a TV professional who has also shot shows including The Killing, Watchmen, and Game of Thrones, and I think he's done some really outstanding work here. Of course, Moon Knight stars Oscar Isaac as Steven, who has a weird mix of, like, Fight Club and Venom going on. He's missing time. He goes to bed, strapped to his bed. He wakes up feeling like he hasn't slept a wink. He's got voices that are happening in his head. He really doesn't know what the hell is going on, and to top it all off, he's stuck working in the gift shop at a museum. I mean, I guess they're going for something unique here, but really, who amongst us hasn't woken up in the Alps only to have strangers shooting at us and then realize that two days have passed and that our pet has been replaced? I mean, it's really one of the most common things that can happen to somebody, right? They've all got two fins. I don't care what that Nemo movie says. Now, I know there's been some talk about Oscar Isaac's accent. I think that it really works for this character. Will you just, like, not let anyone in, yeah? It's a museum, bruv. That's going to be difficult. No, obviously, obviously. I just mean, like, anyone dodgy, you know? Anyone who wants to come in is coming in. You see a, a little bit of what Oscar Isaac does in this episode, but one thing that I think I can be safe in saying going forward is that I like his performance more and more with each passing episode of the show that I've seen. And even though I'm not to the end yet, I'm going to catch up with everybody else in a couple episodes, and then we'll be watching, I think, the last couple together. It's already one of my favorite performances in the entire MCU. I can't really say that it's anything like a performance that I've seen, even in just this one episode in the MCU before, but this is why you get such great actors to play these parts. And even though the MCU is already packed with great actors, I really do think that Oscar Isaac is going to become a favorite of a lot of people across the whole canon of stories that we've seen so far. Now, I do have one qualm with Oscar Isaac's character in the show, which is that I really, really did want to like Steven, but I have a really hard time putting trust in somebody who is that comfortable with a human statue. I've got to be honest, I fall with the citizens of Sanford uh, from the movie Hot Fuzz when it comes to human statues. Stick them in the catacombs underneath the city, and nobody should ever see him again. I am sure that all of you will have noticed the return of a blight to our streets. 
I refer, of course, to the extremely irritating living statue. Who knows, maybe Moon Knight will deal with the statue in a future episode. A guy can hope, right? Also, something that I had to look up, the voice that Oscar Isaac hears in his head. I was sitting there listening to it and saying, like, who is that? I had to wait till the end credits to see that it was F. Murray Abraham. And that's such great casting. And again, it's something that I think it's a voice that is familiar to a lot of people, but that you can't exactly place and isn't a distraction. Where are you? Surrender the body to Mark. Sorry, what? And then we have Ethan Hawke, of course, and what an intro, because this dude basically pulls a John McClane every single morning by walking around on glass. Ethan Hawke is just eminently watchable. Everything he does is fascinating, and I really hope that this show continues to give him moments to shine as we go forward. I also really like the idea of Ethan Hawke's character in this show. He plays a guy named Arthur Harrow, who's basically the representative on Earth of an Egyptian god called Amit, who judges people for their evil deeds before they commit them. It's sort of an Egyptian minority report. And that sequence where Stephen wakes up in the Alps and meets Harrow and his goons was so great just beginning to end. You start with that just wince-inducing a dislocated jaw on Oscar Isaac. Then you have the great physical prowess just as an actor he showed in playing Keep Away with the Scarab. That's something that I think when you're watching you take for granted, the idea of closing your fingers and holding your arm out and you know doing everything that he does. And you have to understand that that in the real world, Oscar Isaac has to do that sort of physicality himself and yet sell 100% that somebody else is controlling his body. It's something that Tom Hardy does really well in the Venom movies, and it's something that Oscar Isaac did really well on last night's episode. I also love that cool cupcake truck chase through the mountains. Isn't that just something fun to say? Cupcake truck chase. Anytime we can get Wham! into a mainstream show or movie as well, I'm all for it. And I also love that we skip over the time that Steven is apparently not in control of his body. I love that that's how we're introduced to this plot device. It's sort of like Memento, but we're all Leonard, and we're rushing to catch up to the train and figure out what the hell is going on. Oscar Isaac has a lot of different notes that he has to play in this role, and I think he plays them all really well, some of them very serious notes, but then he can also sort of mix the serious and then the comedic notes that his character has when he's kind of dejectedly, half-heartedly ordering steak. It was one of my favorite scenes in this entire episode. I'll have the best bit of the... Uh mistake. That's the bit that I want. I also really love the creepy aesthetic of this show. The gag with the mirrors where the reflection keeps looking at you after you walk away or talks back to you. That is always super, super creepy when it's executed well, and they execute several of them well in this episode. I also like the scene where the monster was stalking Steven in the apartment hallway down towards the elevator. That was so well shot. A good design on this big ghoulish thing, and I hope that we get to see more of that, uh, because I really think that that is a super creepy design. We also get a little bit of exposition in the museum towards the end of the episode when Harrow shows up to get the scarab and we find more about Amit, which is ultimately it's in the service of doing something good. And listen, I'm usually all in favor of something like wiping out pre-Hitler. Had Amit been free, she would have prevented Hitler and the destruction he wrought. Nero, the Armenian genocide, 
but there's something about Arthur Harrow that I, I, I'm just not sure about. He, he seems too pure. He's kind of like Grindelwald. Like, in a weird way, you should kind of be on Grindelwald's side, other than the fact that those are terrible movies. But, but I mean, just like philosophically in a non-movie sense. But there's just something off-putting. It just seems like one of those things where it sounds like a good idea and you can really get on board, but then there's something going on that we don't yet know about. And I'm not playing coy because, uh, you know, I, I want to pretend like I don't know the end game of the show. I really am curious to see where we go from here and when the other penny is going to drop on this. But these are my favorite kinds of conflicts with with villains and heroes is the idea that you have a villain who is really able to recruit people to a cause that sounds good. The idea of, well, why wait until bad things happen when I'm representing somebody who knows when bad things are going to happen and can stop the bad people from doing them before they even do it? Yeah, sure, that sounds good. But there's got to be some kind of a, a takeaway. If you're giving that kind of a gift, it also has to cost something. And and, and I really want to see where we go on that end. Long story short, Stephen ends up running from a jackal in his own museum. And, you know, John Goodman really was right in the TV edit of The Big Lebowski. This really is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. You see what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps? That's what happens. You know, there was so much going on in this episode that I didn't even realize until it was almost at the very end that we hadn't yet seen the superhero that was promised uh, in the title, that we had not yet seen Moon Knight. And I think it's a great credit to how well written the show is that I wasn't sitting there thinking about like, well, when is Moon Knight going to show up? I was invested in the story of Steven and what was going on and the mystery of everything. But of course, you have to, I think, show Moon Knight in the first episode or people might throw rocks at the screen. So we did get a look at Moon Knight at the end end of this episode. I think it's probably some shots that we've all seen in the trailers and whatnot, but in context still, I think it looks really cool, the idea that you have this big, vicious beast uh, that, you know, can run a human off, and yet Moon Knight can seemingly take it on with no problem. I like the look of that character. Uh, A lot of it does look practical. I'm sure there are some enhancements here and there, Uh, but uh, again, just great design and great execution when you look at that design from the comic books, and I'm not overly familiar with the Moon Knight comics, but I'm familiar with what Moon Knight looks like. That's such a great transition into the real world so that it looks cool, but not ridiculous. And that's a very tough line to walk sometimes. I think they nailed it with the design on the show. I can tell you from what I've seen so far that I really, really like uh, what is coming up, or at least the parts that I've seen. I think that it is going to exceed some expectations. I think it's going to defy some expectations uh, that that other people might have. But I think it's shaping up to be something really cool. And And I'm looking Looking forward to experiencing this week by week uh, with all of you and kind of discussing what I liked and and what maybe I even didn't like about each episode individually. So this is going to be one of those things where I'm here every single week recapping each episode as we go. And I think it's going to be something really fun to do here for the next uh, six weeks or so. But what did you think of the first episode of Moon Knight? Did it meet your expectations? Was there stuff that you loved? Was there stuff that you weren't so crazy about? Let me know down in the comments below. And before we go, I I want to thank my sponsor for today's review, Athletic Greens. I started taking Athletic Greens earlier this year because I'm trying to focus on my own health, both outside and inside. And one thing that Athletic Greens has is probiotics, which helps to support gut health. But Athletic Greens is something that they call a micro habit. It's a micro habit with big benefits, meaning it's one easy thing that you can do every single day to take care of yourself. Not only does Athletic Greens just support your overall health, it supports sleep quality and recovery. It also supports mental 
alertness. If you're like me and you spend a lot of time behind a computer screen, uh, you know, I'd hate to miss a frame or drop in the wrong graphic. I still do that from time to time. But Athletic Greens helps to keep my mind sharp to minimize those kinds of mistakes. And Athletic Greens is always trying to improve. They're doing constant product iterations as well as third-party testing. Plus, when you look at the ingredients, it's cheaper than buying all of those different supplements yourself. You're investing in all-in-one nutritional insurance. I'd love for you to give Athletic Greens a try. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com dan. Again, that's athleticgreens.com d-a-n to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I'd like to thank Athletic Greens for sponsoring this review, and I'd like to thank you for watching it. I will be back tomorrow evening, or I guess tonight. My my hours get all mixed up with these 2 a.m. drops here in the Central Time Zone. I'll be back soon, let's say that, with my review of Morbius, the second Marvel project that's dropping this week, and I'm sure it's going to be just as acclaimed uh, as Moon Knight has been. Also stay tuned because I've got charts coming up next week. I've got reviews and news and everything else. Maybe somebody will decide to slap someone in the face again and we can get another video out of it. We can see. Thank you so much for watching. Stay safe, and I'll see you next time. Bye.